twenty. Twenty is bed. Going. Going. Gone. I got them. I got them the whole world time got. <laughs> gimme. Gimme. For oh, the money, the money, huh? The cash. Yeah, here, here you got a few. Thank you. No. So what what is here what? Yeah, huh? mm. I'll pull gravity out of the height and see what happens. Yes, guys, welcome back to this week's episode. And today we'll be dissecting the real matrix of this world. Two planets in the sky, Saturn and the moon. This is the Saturn Moon Matrix, and let's just get started really with a with a bit of football. So, for any football fans, you may be thinking what I'm saying has perhaps nothing to do with the Saturn Moon Matrix, but it is really the two best players in the world, Ronaldo and Messi. Look into their astrology. We we'll start with Ronaldo, right? Obviously, he's he had his birthday recently on Sunday. Happy birthday to the to the man, but. He's an Aquarian, an Aquarius, and funnily enough, that's the age you're in. And Aquarius traditionally was ruled by Saturn. Now, in the New Age, they say Uranus. I mean, it's, it's that's quite funny, really, because in Greek mythology, obviously, the father of Saturn is Uranus. But Aquarius being ruled by Saturn, I mean, know oh, Saturn is Satan, and he obviously played for the Red Devils twice. And then you go to his counterpart, Lionel Messi. He's born on the 24th of June, which is in the sign of Cancer. And Cancer is ruled by the Moon. So there you see the polarity of the Saturn-Moon matrix within those two players. And Rowan, obviously, you, I think it was earlier this season when he was still a Man United, Ronaldo, the death of his child occurred. And of course, it's, it's been sad. But how can we relate this to mythology? In Roman and Greek mythology, Saturn, or as the Greeks called Kronos, would eat his children. The symbology there is very, very crazy. And of course, when you look into football as well, Saturn has what's termed as a magic square. So each planet has a magic square and Saturn's is 45, which just go happens to match the half of a football match. So it does seem and stems that Saturn, well, football is based around Saturn, just as most things are in this reality. <laughs> what did you say about that? the half? What do you mean by the half of Saturn? Like, basically, Saturn's magic square, when you add all the numbers, it equals 45, so it's 1 to 9, and obviously the first nine triangular numbers add to 45, and that's right. obviously matching to how long a half of football is, 45 minutes. Ah, what do you mean by the magic square? Sorry, I'm a bit unfamiliar with that. Yeah, so each planet has a magic square, and I believe there's some Hebrew where you connect the numbers together. I'll put a visual on it now because it is a new one for me. Like, I remember, like, uh, I first watched a Logan video about the magic square. He showed the magic square of the sun uh, where... All the digits add up to the, the great number, 666. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Is it, like, about the orbit and stuff like that? The different I think so. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily, but it could be that. Right, okay. 
because that's seemingly what I remember from like last year when he showed that the Suns phases equated to six six six. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's that exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're saying all planets have something like that, and the one for the yeah, Saturn yeah. equals forty five. That's very yes. interesting. I didn't realise that. That's very cool. Obviously, yes, yeah, Saturn having the rings as well. I think the rings are quite significant. A lot of people would just say it's like dust particles and things that surround the, the planet. But um, I think it signifies something a bit deeper. Obviously, like you can say that represented in our real life in the modern world with things like marriage, where you have the like, wedding rings, which is like representative of the, the ring of Saturn almost. And you have party rings as well. Party rings are very nice uh, snack. You ever had a pie ring before? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like there's reference to the rings of Saturn and things like that in modern life. Things with marriage, it's like almost you're giving your allegiance to Saturn and the reality when you're joining a unity with someone else. Hundred percent. Like even the case of sport again with boxing, right? You're in the box, the cube, which we're on your touch on. But obviously, boxing. Where did they fight? They fight in the ring. Yeah. More, more allegiance to Saturn. Yeah. So, funnily enough, as I touched on boxing, you want to talk about the cube? Yeah. So, for those who aren't familiar, there's a theory. I believe it was proposed by Nick Hinton. Um, however, it, the knowledge probably stems further back than. Essentially, if you look at Saturn, there appears to be a cube if you look at the storm of saturn there's a storm on saturn which people <laughs> seem to argue is uh, ancient technology ai and it's that's what's creating the the storm essentially that seems to be going on just forever just constantly um but basically if you take all sides of that storm because the storm looks like a hexagon essentially and if you join all the points of the storm it looks like a cube. So people believe that is a, a cube on Saturn, essentially. And the theory is that our reality is derided from that storm. Um, if you look into a lot of modern media and things like that, you'll see reference to the, the cube. So you've got things like the Mecca, where people walk around constantly as like a form of, of ritual. And that's a, a, a giant black cube. Uh, you have things in modern media such as the Tesseract in, in Avengers. You have the cubes in the Justice League. And all of them seem to have a lot of links and uh, reference to space-time and reality. They are almost like the, the governing functions of reality. Also in the UN, there's a, a meditation room, a prayer room. And inside the prayer room, there's a, a black cube, which is quite interesting. Um, so a lot of yeah, it's very strange, very strange. I don't really know what their reasoning for that is. Also, as well, in terms of the hexagon, there is so CERN. If you look at the machine of CERN, uh, it's it's shaped like a hexagon, similar to the hexagon storm on Saturn. And if for people who aren't aware what CERN is, it's essentially where they've in Sweden. Um, there's a a, a base, a science base, where they basically smashed particles together and they're trying to discover different particles. It's where they discovered things like the Higgs boson, 
and uh, which is essentially the god particle, I believe. Um, but yeah, there's there's reference to things like the the CERN machine in other modern media's like uh, the film Spider Verse, in which travel between different universes and bring universes together, uh, which is like the Spider Man film that came out about five years ago, and it does have the potential to, to destroy reality and, and morph reality into a, a different sort of scope and spec of what it could possibly be. Um, but yeah, essentially the, the Saturn time cube theory is basically a, a relative of the Saturn uh, moon matrix theory because it suggests that Saturn is essentially the governing body of this reality and it's where this reality is enclosed, is enclosed within a cube, essentially. It's almost like a, a computer program. And that is where the uh, simulation is created from. Also, you, ha you have celebrations, like ancient celebrations going back a few hundred years, such as uh, Saturnalia, where the worships Satan as a god or a deity. And reference to, obviously, Saturn sounds a lot like Satan as well. So um, Saturnalia, funnily enough, was also celebrated at a very similar time to Christmas. So uh, uh, the idea is that essentially that celebration, that holiday was basically co-opted and changed to Christmas to mask over the fact that we're still celebrating Saturnalia. Uh, and you have the idea that we're still celebrating that actual uh, event through things like the, the pine tree, which we use as a Christmas tree, and the pine being representative of of the third eye chakra and Saturn obviously being the sixth planet from the sun and how that is essentially like the, the cone of our reality or of our uh, brains basically and th there's there's tons of different ideas relating to Saturn going back as far as years on years it's all, also similar to how we call those running the matrix we like also associate them with being the elites we call them the elites so l is also a name for saturn and then we, we tend to put l in front of a lot of names for things like elites is it really yeah 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 i didn't know that that's crazy yeah so it's like the the i think it's governing this reality are the elites that's possibly why we call them that it's giving them the power of saturn essentially but yeah those are just a few ideas of what the Saturn uh, time cube theory is. It goes a lot deeper than that. There are a lot of Reddit threads that stem into like, the depths of what it could possibly be. But yeah. Yeah. Because, like, to touch on L, uh, it says Northwest Semitic deity, and the translation of that word in the Semitic languages means God. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, precisely. Uh, that's, yeah. And then, you know, you, you sent me that Nick Fred reddit thread when i was on holiday back in august you know before we started this whole adventure and i didn't know about the time about a saturn moon matrix so i read it and i thought that's that was pretty interesting and you know i already knew about you know saturn being satan because again the saturn time tube satan being the god of time the abrahamic religions use the devil as a character to represent the planet saturn and of course, you know, in that story, he seduces humans into sin. When you look back into ancient Mesopotamia, sin is the moon god, hence why, 
you know, when you look into maths and the moon cycles over the last 28 days, it looks exactly like a sine wave and sine is specifically short for sin. So in the calculator, you have sin in there. So, you know, that whole Abrahamic religion story with Satan and sin all stems back to the Saturn moon matrix. It's all a lot of allegorical referencing. Mm -hmm. It really is interesting, like all these different symbols and uh, words and things that we co-opt and we don't even realize we're using them and they just Absolutely. pop up in our pop up in our day-to-day -day. we don't actually go to dig like what they actually stem from like where where is the original meaning of this like what does it where is it derived yeah because people take things as face value they, they, they see a book that says this they automatically believe in it and not question it you know this whole reality's got to be questioned, you know. We've got to this point now by questioning our reality, understanding that this matrix is perhaps run by Saturn and the Moon. Saturn more most than the Moon, but the Moon definitely has a role to play in, you know, the the waters, the tides, because I believe that the Moon is magnetic, you know, it attracts the water. That perhaps explains why we're all lunatic why not not i say not all lunatic but the feeling of lunatic comes from the fact that the word lunar is the latin word for moon and yeah it's it's pretty crazy that these etymo these words they have etymology that relate to the moon yeah and of course the moon there is some connection with the female aspect of it you know in the 13 moon cycles and the the cycle relating to the menstrual cycle though that can be related to venus as well because venus is more tied to fertility instead of the moon but it is a real real uh you know leader in terms of you know you got the lunar calendar which is used in islam hence why they worship the moon you know you see the crescent moon a lot in in, in the mosques which I read earlier that the crescent moon perhaps represents Saturn, so it's another another story that this whole Saturn moon matrix is reality that we're in is true. So that's I that's think, yeah. Um like I was looking at the at the sky the other day when I came out of my house, I was going to the gym, I think, or something like that. I was just looking at the moon. And obviously when it's a when it's not full moon, sometimes it, it looks like devil horns, which is quite interesting. So obviously if you were to paint a picture of what the devil was represented by, like a planet or the moon that has been um, eclipsed, does present like the idea of horns. It does look like devil horns. It always seems does to be reference to horns. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. have you ever like, have a, had a look at the moon? Well, it's not, yeah, well, it's not a full moon, it's a crescent moon. When it's a crescent moon, oh, yeah, it's on yeah. the side, it looks like yeah, devil yeah, horns. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, very much like devil horns. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well as well if you have a look at a lot of well if you had a look at say like ancient egypt and you had a look at the goddesses such as um isis so isis yeah. is represented by she you are, are you familiar what she yes. looks like isis so she has like the, the sun on her head essentially mm -hmm. and it looks like yeah. it's eclipsed that could be referenced to the eclipse i do think there's like a lot of governance from eclipses i do think the planets have a lot to do with like the reality and it's it's almost like to do dictate 
what's going on in this reality to a sense and the eclipse has a lot of significance of what's going on i think it could similarly link to say what we were talking about last week with graham hancock and you know you have the serpent swallowing the sun i think symbology such as the horns with the sun could also link to the idea that the sun is going to get swallowed by something whether that's the moon whether the moon isn't some sort of being or thing that can almost engulf the sun or it's just it, it just appears that way because going back thousands of years potentially they would have seen the planets battling in the sky things like Kronos swallowing its children could that be reference to the fact that it's swallowing its moons it's swallowing other planets um there there is i, I don't know if you're familiar with it but there, there is another theory that i read where it's similar to the like the sand time cube but it, it's the idea that saturn is all was almost the the sun previously of this um it was the the sun of this solar system at one point and this the actual sun we've got now is almost an imposter and the reason there's so much uh, worship and representation of saturn that just comes up through symbolism and things like that is because saturn was once upon a time our god essentially it was our it was our it gave birth to the solar system as we see it now hmm. and the reason you have a lot of reference to like beings fighting in the sky like Kronos and zeus and things like that is because it's that's reference to the planets and the planets were shifting and moving about and to our ancient ancestors that basically looked like gods fighting in the sky and yeah. the reason there's a lot of worship of saturn today is almost like a desperate attempt to get saturn to come back to being our god essentially and that's why as i as i say like it being called l which is god like there still is a lot of ideology surrounding uh saturn being our original god basically yeah and that makes sense it's like with the solar eclipse right you have different types you have the partial and the total and i think yeah. there's another one as well and like the total one is really fascinating like you mentioned the the, the snake swallowing the the sun is like the sun is completely covered by the moon it's yeah. you know the moon is perhaps lucifer when you look at an eclipse it's like very similar to the sigil of lucifer and you know lucifer's the the light bearer so is the moon just taking light from the sun through a solar eclipse but in in that sense the, the whole sky darkens and you know the abrahamic religions they interchange lucifer and the devil even though they're not the same character that's interesting yeah that is really interesting that was really interesting um i don't know what to say after that that's a really <laughs> good point <laughs> yeah um well yeah good point i don't i don't know i can follow up on that um let me think uh yeah because like if you look at lucifer right he's, he's known as the morning star but obviously that could tie into the sun in greek mythology this character is tied to venus which wouldn't make sense because venus is tied with fertility but then there's a lot of similarities between the moon and venus so maybe it's just both in a sense which maybe it's both are governing the reality yeah 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 well if you think potentially back a few thousand years ago the placement of the planets were completely different to what they are now yeah and so, the solar systems yeah yeah so possibly 
what we see now is not the same as it was a thousand years ago and it meant that the planets that aren't necessarily having as much of an impact on us today were so like the moon being able to uh, manipulate the waves and such things as menstrual start, uh, menstrual cycles what if like venus was in, in closer proximity of the earth a few thousand years ago and it had a lot of effects as well at the same time do you know what i mean yeah so because yeah because like when we read myths from thousands of years ago we expect we don't expect earth to be the same a thousand years ago than it is now it wouldn't make sense no so obviously we have to look at it from what earth was like then like they did in ancient apocalypse with the formation of earth and the sea levels rising to fall in it all of that but obviously yeah we weren't, we weren't alive thousands of years ago so no. we have to give an approximation of what it was like and what the solar system was like to get the most accurate rendition of this matrix yeah well here's the thing as well um speaking of the theory i was talking about with saturn being the god of this uh, solar system at one point the theory does propose that essentially there was a a gate almost like a link between so if, are you familiar with have you seen thor the film thor i may have yeah yeah so in that film there's a bridge between the different planets or the different realms as they call them yes the idea is that there was one point a bridge between us and the other planets and it formed like a a direct uh so you could just walk across it so you could travel between the different realms and the highest realm was saturn and basically at one point saturn left <laughs> our orbit and it basically caused a cataclysm when it did it broke it broke a firmament essentially so in the bible you have the talk of the firmament which led to the the deluge and which is talked about with, with noah and stuff in the art noah's ark and Essentially, the idea is that the firmament was broke by Saturn, leaving our uh, like proximity, basically. So when it left, it basically just caused a, like a ripple and a, and a destruction, and that's what led to the Great Deluge of the Ice Age, which could be referenced, which is referenced by Graham Hancock. Yeah, that's interesting because there's something similar with Norse mythology where you have the serpent the ouroboros there's there's a nordic name for it i won't be able to pronounce it there's like a rainbow bridge connecting the two planets so it's yeah. quite clear where the directors of four got their ideas from yeah 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 and then you have the reference to the rainbow bridge in wizard of oz films like oh, that. Do you really? yeah yeah and also with cern that could possibly be an attempt to create that bridge again and mean we can travel between the realms oh yeah that, that's a great theory but perhaps instead of traveling between realms we're almost traveling in, like in terms of planets we're traveling between realities what astral travel or what in what sense what in, in what sense of traveling between realities or realms realities realities is in like if they do exist like para uh, parallel possibilities in parallel universes essentially yeah that that idea is theorized by well it's not theorized but it's represented in films like spider-verse where you have yes. them traveling between different universes and bringing in like different realities basically yeah you have the multiverse who well. knows 
if they are realities or they're just realms like what is the idea of the parallel universe is it is it just different realms coexisting at the same time and not parallel universes running alongside each other i mean i personally think a parallel universe is the exact same as this one just diff with different things it's like yeah you're looking to maths uh, like a parallel line is something that has the the same properties but just like the the whole thing is the same just with different package yeah true true there's a episode of future armor i don't know if you watched future armor before no i've never so watched matt, it matt, matt groening um made it so gary made simpsons who people believe he is a freemason high-ranking freemason and that's why he's able to predict like a lot of things that are going on in the world um but basically there's an episode in that where there's a box a yellow box and basically the, the crew so there's like five people i don't know if you're familiar with the characters of future armor no no at all basically it's, it's set in the year 3000 but uh there's like a, a professor like a super intelligent professor who's like the the grandfather of a guy who travels in time quite confusing you'd have to watch it to understand um yeah well it's not the grandfather it's the the grand 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 son but obviously because it's going into the future he's like older you'd have to see it um but yeah so essentially he's like there's this cube in my workshop don't go in don't go into it like don't be tempted to go into it and then one of the characters goes into it and she goes down and she comes out in a parallel universe crazy so okay heads i look tails i don't Oh yeah, oh yeah, heads. I mean, all right then. No, I have a duty not to look. Well, then again, I promised the coin I would. Oh, it's deep. Deeper than a small box should be. Oh! Ouch, my lawyer will hear about this. Leela. What have you done? Nothing. What do you mean, why was I looking in the box? I meant your hair. It's all different-y. Bender? Is, is that you? You know it. Large and in charge. Leela? Oh, there's a woman for you. Always dyeing her hair instead of not looking in a box. I didn't dye my hair. This is how I always look. No, that's how you always look. This throws my entire perception of reality into question. Clone, robot, or long-lost twin? Take it out, bets! I also offer video poker! It's some guy wearing a Leela costume. Get him! Hold it! You have this all wrong! I just fell into the box and then I fell out somehow! You shut up, sir! No, wait! I've got it! I know what's in the box! Oh, I've been as dumb as Fry! I am not. It contains a parallel universe. And when you create a parallel universe, it's almost always populated by evil twins. Now look, I am not evil. My loan officer said so. Oh, you'd like us to believe that, wouldn't you, Leela? Or should I say, evil Ah, oh, this is awful. Somewhere there's a more evil bender than me. I do my best, damn it! Leela, uh, the good Leela. I want you to snoop around the other universe and find out how evil they are. Here. I tell you, they're not evil. But don't be confused. They are jerks. 
like it's like the idea of the cube being almost a transportation point between the realms and being able to pop out at different points. Um, so yeah, and and does, I don't know if you, have you seen the film Interstellar? No, I've not seen it. Oh, you need to watch. You need to watch this stuff. You need to watch Interstellar. Yeah, definitely. That's on my bucket list. So in Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey's character. He wants to go and find his daughter and change the circumstances of what previously happened. And to do that, he travels into deep space, like really deep space. And he finds a portal like a wormhole that takes him into almost a tesseract. So like a cube. And then through there, he's able to travel, like astral travel, back down to the point where he wanted to go to. So he's essentially like skipping through time. And he, it, it creates the effect that he wants to happen so that the time loop can continue happening, essentially. Oh, yeah. It's a really good film. It's a really good film. So it's basically like he is the thing that is forcing the time loop. So it creates a continuous uh, loop in time, basically, by him going to that exact point in space and creating that thing that happened in the past. So he's creating the thing that happened in the past. And you see that thing at the start of the film. But it's, it's said that, like, his daughter has like a ghost in her room. Yeah. And it turns out that it's Matthew McConaughey like toying with the reality essentially by going back in time and through a tesseract to create what happens in the future. I'll watch it for sure. You know, and just to, you mentioned the time, obviously different cultures have different ways of showing the representation of time. You have the Ouroboros, I said earlier, that comes in either as a figure eight like just like infinity the maths wave representing it you know the snake biting its own tail representing destruction and rebirth which looks like is happening at this moment with the great reset on the world stage and obviously like we we done an episode on the world cup didn't we a lot of symbolism yeah well essentially the the symbol for the world cup was the ouroboros it was just genuinely ouroboros I can't yeah. remember if it actually had a snake's head in it. Did it? I don't or think so. Am I making so. that up? Is that like a Mandela effect? I'm sure I remember seeing it with a snake. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't. Yeah. Well, obviously it had. Wait, the, it was the... like a it was like a partition where it looked like there would be a snake head. If that makes sense. Really? Well, yeah. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Let me pull that up. Pull it up, Jamie. Let's see. Pull it up, Jamie. If, if it does look like a snake, then I mean, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but like. Obviously, he has the figure eight, and eight represents the planet Saturn, which, I mean, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah. Even, even in the tarot, if you look into the tarot, there's this, the, the world card, and that has obviously the Ouroboros, but in its own tail, it's the 21st card. And in numerology, the word Saturn is 21, uh, the word script is 21, the word truth is 21, too. So, yeah. The word Did you just say about the world being the 21st tarot card as well? Yes, the 21st. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, that leads me to a, a point. I did a decode on the album Donda uh, last year. Donda okay. is it's the 10th studio album by Kanye West, for people that don't know what it is. But the album cover is a black cube. So you have the reference to the cube there as well. And... Um, let me try and find the information for what I did with the, the decode now because I did it quite a while ago. It's like a full-on PowerPoint about it. 
did I do it on Google Docs or did I do it on? Do you want to share your screen? Uh, no, actually, yeah, maybe, possibly. Just give me a second. I'm trying okay. to see if I can find it first. <laughs> but um, for the world for the World Cup, I was just looking. Um, the at the top of the of the symbol of the um, World Cup. 2022 it does look like there's like sort of they've done it so it looks like a the flag's been waved down essentially so it looks like a yeah. bit of winds ha- hit it but it yeah, yeah. would be where the snake's head would be yeah, yeah so i guess you could interpret that as a snake's head if you looked at it in like a different way and like the, it looks like there's almost an eye of the snake and it's engulfing the next bit of the of the um ribbon Google Docs, like, yeah, and obviously with the, the World Cup, obviously the final was during Saturnalia. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And it was one day after the Pope's birthday, who famously has a staff with the, the, the two symbolism on it. Yeah, with the two serpents. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the pine cone at the top, which I referenced earlier with Christmas and the reference to yeah, Saturnalia. Yeah, Where yeah. did I do this now? And the two serpents representing the magnetism. That yeah. runs this reality because we're in an electromagnetic universe. You know, when, when the Bible talks about Satan reducing people into sin, it's based off magnetism. Yeah. Because we are magnetic true. beings. Let me try and find us now. Yeah, Donda. Probably after right, listening Right, here to... we go. Oh, right, you got it. So I found it, yeah. All right. Are you um, able to share your screen or? Yeah, I'll have a go. So, for what I did. It's okay. quite a long decode, to be fair. Yeah, uh, so, Donda decoded. So, the first thing I did was search the digits of pi to find out where the... Uh, the What was it? I was looking for for 21. Donda and Saturn match in the Chaldean. That's the first point I made. And then... Uh, let's have a look. I've got a lot here. Obviously, that's reference to the world card. So, like, coming into the world, into this reality. And you have the Ouroboros surrounding the world card. Yeah. Um, and 21 uh, is the eighth prime, I believe. And Kanye West was born on the 8th of June, and you have it as the eighth uh, prime, and it must be the sixth triangular number, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that that's a six. Yeah, it's six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have all these references here to 14. You have Kanye, God, Saturn. Obviously, Kanye has changed his name to Ye as well, which is another name for God. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. I believe it's short for Yahweh. Um, Might be. This has been so long since I've done this. Obviously, like you have the prison planet and the two pillars, 3.14. Uh, you have Alice falling into the into the hole in Alice Wonderland, which is quite interesting as well because you have the rabbit. When you, you were talking about the moon, you have what looks like a rabbit on the moon. For people yeah. that haven't seen that, you should look that up. Like, look at the shape that's formed by the craters on the moon, and it almost looks like a rabbit. You can you can grab a pair of binoculars and look at it, and like yeah. make out the points. If you draw the points, it'll look like a rabbit. But it's interesting that we're in the era of the rabbit right now, going down the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like in Chinese astrology. There's there's a myth surrounding the moon rabbit, actually. Yeah, we well, have all Obviously. the references. So the the rabbit shows up everywhere, doesn't it? Yes. Following the right rabbit, the white rabbit down the, the hole. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm getting a bit gassy here. Um, 
if for people that can see this, I'm, I'm just going very slowly. I'm trying to work back from what I've done. You had a lot of reference to Prison Planet with Donda and dying on the 12th of July. And such as. So, uh, another name for Saturn is the Black Sun. And the name Donda West equals 39 in Chaldean, which is the same as the Black Sun. Um, and Yeh equals 6 in Chaldean, which is another name for God, as I said. And the sixth chakra. We, d- we did make reference to it in the podcast with Gio, we were talking about the, the planets potentially being a macro version of the chakra system. Yeah, it's all in in that, yeah. And in that way, Saturn would be the, the sixth chakra, which is the, the third eye chakra. And that ref, references, yeah, coming out as as six in Chaldean, basically. But yeah, um, I think for the, the most point, you have Donda, like the album cover and things, being the black cube, and you have the black cube at Mecca, as I said earlier, and the black the black cube in the UN meditation room. Um, also, as well, it's interesting that. Uh, sorry, how do I stop sharing my screen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop sharing. There we go. Okay. Um, so there's a a song by Kanye West called Heaven and Hell, where he talks about like the, the split between heaven and hell essentially but for the music video there's a point where Kanye is in the middle and he's dressed in all black and he's being surrounded by people spinning around in in, the, in a ring formation um and they're essentially ascending basically they all start ascending up and, and from the first point they're all staring at the phones the phone is essentially the black mirror it's the black cube it's the technology is that telling us that the black cube is this of the same ilk is the technology and this is what the reality is we're living inside that cube that technology like the black screen essentially represents nothingness it's the void isn't it yes so it's what reality would be birthed from and we'd be coming out of that but we're all always tied back and we're always linked back to that black cube through things such as like telephones and computers and the tv show black mirror if you've seen that you seen Black Mirror? Um, I think I've seen one, but yeah, I got to start. I don't watch a lot of TV, man. I got to get back to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw yeah, one episode. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's a very good show if you get a chance to watch it. You should put it on the list on the Evergreen. Yeah, put it, put it on the list. Put it on the list of 5,000 different films and TV shows that I'm never going to get through. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Basically, the idea of that, like the, the premise of the Black Mirror is like looking at our reflection and seeing like what the darkest possible realities could come out as through using future technologies like dystopian futures. So there's, there's just a lot of references to black cubes. And I think that has a link to technology and potentially what this reality is. Yeah. Like, you know, let's go back to earth in a bit and it has two tropics right the tropic of cancer and the tropic of capricorn and like i said earlier in the start cancer is ruled by the moon and then you have capricorn that's ruled by the saturn i was going to say moon but it's ruled by saturn again <laughs> the, the 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 trilogy once again the saturn and the moon you know well and i'll ask you this question you know you have capricorn right have you ever had a caprison yeah love them well nice yeah, they're unbelievable drinks, but why did that company name these drinks Capri Sun? 
it just it's just very funny just funny to me yeah well so you're saying because capricorn is ruled by saturn that it's yeah making like a joke about yeah because potentially saturn is our son originally yeah maybe that german drink company putting the truth in plain sight yeah possibly possibly there there is also another theory it's like a even deeper theory if you keep going down the rabbit hole is that the idea of this being a whole psyop where the saturn moon matrix essentially is like being drip fed into the masses into the man and the masses through uh, such things as symbolism and conspiracy theories so that we will accept their religion of worshiping saturn which is satan basically or the new god Mm. it's quite interesting to to ponder ponder. one massive psyop the conspiracy theory trial is is that is a slope within itself you know people give too much of their attention to symbolism and all of that it's unnecessary yeah like look at something else for once you know yeah but it is it's so interesting to talk about it's like where all this symbolism comes from who knows yeah are they are they drip feeding is it so we think we're onto something and then we like slowly we become indoctrinated into their religion mm-hmm. because we believe it more and more it's really hard to say yeah, it's, yeah. it's either that or that is the true reality uh, but obvi- obviously i think we are big proponents of the idea that this is sort of like a, a simulation sort of, sort of like a russian doll of just going down in different layers of simulation most definitely it's like you even have the trouble with cancer right it's like why is the biggest world disease in the, on the world stage named after the zodiac sign in astrology yeah i can't wrap my head around that yeah i didn't even think of that i didn't even think of that that's really interesting and it's ruled by the moon as well which is possibly um the arbiter of the reincarnation process thing that keeps us coming back over and over again so in that theory saturn would be the governance of time and the moon would be the thing that governs us whilst we're in this reality essentially and keeps us coming back keeps us stuck yeah because you have the sine wave in mathematics it keeps going on and on and on yeah it's it's infinity and you do have a lot of links to like infinity coming out nowadays infinity war infinity war yeah infinity war exactly like a war that's just ongoing constantly and like music and things like that there's a lot of reference to forever just going on looping and looping like one of my yeah. favorite albums at the minute uh jid the forever story that has a lot of symbolism towards the eight and the ouroboros it's called the forever story obviously and it's talking about forever in a lot i don't know it's just really fascinating there's all these links to forever and even chris brown chris brown one of chris brown's biggest songs is called forever and i saw a thread the other day where it was talking about how chris brown was posting saturn symbolism and saturn worship essentially on his instagram talking about like he, like saturn being a previous god and us worshiping saturn basically women were told to listen to their god the lord of the rings so they were wearing ear an ear ring men were to get married before saturn their god so they would wear a wedding ring consequently the king would be crowned before saturn saturn would be the round crown or the corona the ring
we know that Saturn was referred to as L, E-L. L is a name that was given to the planet Saturn. And therefore, if you were worshiping Saturn, you represent the law, you are referred to in church today as an elder. How did you get to be an elder? You got to be an elder because you were one of the elites. How did you get to be an elite? You got elected because through elections, all of our system is based on occult, mystical words and terms going back to the planet Saturn, going back to the Phoenician Canaanite system of banking. That made me laugh that did, you know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things that the masses, that they, what are they thinking now? That these celebrities now showing occult symbolism. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, it was wide, in the wide open, it wasn't like hidden or anything like that. It was just posting it for the world to see. It was posting like big clips and things of them talking about Saturn symbolism. But are they just using people like that to almost confirm people's suspicions, like conspiracy theories, theories, uh, suspicions to them get to then get them like to believe in like, Saturn worship and things like that? I don't know. What's so essential? Them, essentially. Oh yeah, per perhaps to make them think that they're onto something. Yeah, dude, this matrix, man, it's full, it's full of tricks, you know? Yeah. When you try figure something out and for it to not be true, it's, it's the whole notion of this game. But I almost, I'm almost coming to the realisation that, like, nothing is true. Like, it's what you put your, your energy and your focus towards. Like, you can really manifest what you want in this reality because it is so malleable. Like, whatever, if, if everyone fervently believed that the creation story was true, then it would be true. If that makes yeah. sense. Hundred percent. So truth is completely malleable. It's not a fixed thing. That's why you can have such different opinions about like political leanings. I don't think there is one truth. I think the one truth is that there's no truth. I think that's what the truth is. That's very deep. It's like what Socrates. I think Socrates said the quote something like, "I only know that I don't know." So wow. it's the idea that you, you don't know anything. You don't know anything yet. Yeah, that's like, you know, when uh, you get have awakenings and you essentially unlearn everything that you've been indoctrinated in yeah. during your childhood and early adulthood. Unless well, then you, you basically learn that you don't know anything at yeah. that point. It's unbelievable. It's really stuff. fascinating. It's really yeah. fascinating. But then I think that's part of the reality's mechanism, I think. The reality's mechanism to keep you trapped in a sense is to make it as confusing as possible it's like the the room of mirrors like it just goes on forever it just doesn't stop yeah and it's just impossible to pinpoint what the actual truth is i'm not saying there isn't a definitive truth about where we are but i think it's just i don't know it's really hard to pinpoint what it is and it's just completely it shape shifts all the time it leads you astray very well very effectively I think that's the point of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you, you sent me this other album by this artist called Quadek and he has a song title called Cassini's Division. And what's funny is that in, astro in astronomy, it's, uh, it's, one of the, it's a region between Saturn's rings. Is it, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Was, was there any like symbolism behind this guy's lyrics? It seems like it from what I've read. Well, the idea of the album is that it's, it's uh, a ghost that's passed on to the next life. Is basically talking. It's basically talking from the perspective of the dead person looking back on the, the 
people he cares about from that position. So he's he's basically it's like the opposite of grieving because he's he's grieving the the living instead of the dead essentially. But mm. yeah, that that's that song is so. There's a song before it called Fraction of Fractions of Infinity where he basically like realizes like that everything is one and he's part of the all on a bigger scale and is like at, at peace with being dead essentially. Um, but yeah, then Cassini's division is where he's beyond Saturn's rings, and obviously we've been talking about. But like, why why is there always the choice of Saturn? Yeah, I don't know. Is, is that a conscious decision? Is that a conscious decision, or is it like something that we lean towards on a subconscious level because we know there is some truth between us and Saturn? That being our original like point of um, arrival. Yeah, it's like we know these uh, the the elites, these celebrities, as puppets to give the truth. You know, well, he's not even a celebrity, really. It's not that big. Oh, is he not? Like a YouTube, no, he's only like a YouTube rapper. He's, I think he's only got like two hundred thousand sub, uh, two hundred thousand followers or something like that. It's not, it's not massive. Oh, is he not? Oh, fair enough. No, no, it's not no he's not. He's not sold out yet. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, although I think his dad is quite high up in big tech. Oh, is he? Yeah. So there's a possibility that he knows a lot of knowledge that the masses don't. Yeah, he knows like with technology now that's in the age we're in the age of Aquarius again, traditionally ruled by Saturn. Yeah. Or Saturn again. You know, it gets boring at this at this rate. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, uh I'm sorry to go back to football. Do you know how, like, uh, you know, the iconic Balotelli celebration where he goes, Why always me? It's like, yeah. you know, why, why always Saturn? And that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why always me, or Madam? <laughs> yeah, just to go back oh, to Cassini's division as well. Sorry. Yeah. Very quickly. The song, it's almost like Quadeca, because he's accepted that he's, he's died. And he, I don't think he, at that point, he's come to the conclusion that he doesn't want to come back. He's just going to accept that. He's one with all and like is happy to be non-existent basically. Um but he goes past Sans Rings and he's essentially returning to where he came from. Also, there's a lyric in, in the song where it's it's ah, what is it now? It's something along the lines of the the stars would rather be left alone to be in the dark. No, 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 no. It's it's to do with the the sky wants to be black but it's robbed of that by the stars so essentially mm. it's the it's the idea that we want to be just we want to return to nothingness but we can't because of the things that's keeping us tied into this reality basically yeah like we, we want to be at peace but it's very difficult to be yeah that's that's very deep from that man he knows what he's talking about yeah and he's yeah. returning to like the blackness of whatever this reality stems from so you you know the you obviously you mentions the 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 black and the, the black cube the black hole no it's not black hole but just to I've mentioned it now but the black hole thing that's talked about in physics is do you think that's connected to Saturn I mean I've not looked much into the the theory of the black hole and the Big Bang but I remember learning that at school and thinking that it's it's all false which it probably is because you know god was created from nothing in religion and the universe was created out of nothing in science so it's all the same thing really and we know the governing ruler of all of this is saturn so yeah. it's just i'm really yeah. not sure i'm really not sure yeah 
it's it's really hard to say. It's all theoretical, but the black hole could be something that pulls us into nothingness, maybe. And that is like the same premise of where this reality is birthed from. It's birthed from nothing. It's birthed from blackness. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's all theoretical. It is. And just to go back to that Valley celebration, this is where sinks just come in. Obviously, you've done it against Man United, the Red Devils, Satan being the devil, just Saturn. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, that is true to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Like, why does this happen? But you know, when when you're aware of these things, things just come naturally. Yeah, yeah, they just pop up all over the place. Oh, it's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Anything else you got in your head about the Saturn Moon Matrix? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, I don't know if go you'd on. probably be interested in this. I did. I think I sent you a link. Basically, I found something talking about, you know, we were talking about the Book of the Dead in Egypt the other day. Yes. The Egypt podcast. So you have Osiris in the corner, who's like the arbiter, is the judger of, yeah. the, of the life, basically. And he decides if someone can join him in the afterlife or basically be decimated. Um, he is sat on a cube. Okay. And I'm not 100% sure how it works, but it's a four-sided cube, but it it divides into five and it has some link to phi. Yeah, because the, this guy you, proposes. Yeah, if you look at the equation of the golden ratio, it's one plus root five divided by two. So, yeah, that makes sense. There you go. I'll send you the link and you could probably understand it a lot better than I could. But basically, that's supposed to be representative of the cycle of death and rebirth. And it's really interesting that they chose to use cubes. Yeah. And obviously, we know, yeah, we know the myth of Osiris as well, uh, death, death and regeneration, the resurrection, obviously yeah. similar to that of the Jesus character. It's yeah. allegorical. I know Osiris being the wife of the wife, the husband of Isis, brings us full circle from the start of the podcast as well. Yeah, everything, everything goes back yeah. infinity forever. There we go. There's the link. <laughs> there's the there we go. So, you know, I'm presuming that's it. Have you got anything? I think we could close out the podcast there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now you know the true matrix. Actually, one thing, actually, before we finish. I'll go on, yeah. How do we escape this matrix, this Saturn Moon matrix? If this is the Saturn Moon matrix, how do we escape it? We destroy Saturn. Is that the phone calling? I think so, but... Is that Satan? <laughs> literally just stopped as soon as I took my headphones off. That was weird. Yes. You know, we know the phone is... You know, the phone is Saturn, man. Samsung yeah. Galaxy. Try to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't destroy me. Don't blow me yeah, up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I am, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure how he's... I, I think the way to escape the Matrix is to accept that we are... Like, like I said, is to live in neutrality and understand that you don't know anything. Yeah. I think that's partially how to escape. Yeah, I think to avoid the reincarnation loop, it's effectively to detach from everything. Uh, me personally, I'll do that when I'm in my 70s. I still want to live yeah. life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we were saying that to Silvio on, on other podcasts, weren't I? Yeah, yeah. We were saying, like, oh, it's like living like the Cathars. 
I th- yeah, I think that's the best way to escape. I, th- I think essentially this reality is remembering who we are and like where we came from. Yeah, because like we come in right, we we indoctrinated with nonsense, and then some people see an awakening and realize that they have to escape this matrix and not come back yeah. again. Not the term that the self-proclaimed top G says it, but understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. the truth, understanding the deeper layers behind this matrix, not just what you see in the movies, you know, like you've not even mentioned archons and no. the demiurge and that, you know, there's so many layers. Yeah, there's so much yeah. to talk about. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, like the, the top G says, like that sort of stuff's just materialistic. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is a good way to establish freedom and be free from the constraints of like the elites and stuff, but on a metaphysical level it's quite useless and yeah physical freedom but spiritual detachment that's Tate's philosophy but the youths they they don't understand you know you you know we can escape them them physical matrix in this in what Tate says but you're free in a closed system not understanding the deeper layers behind it all the only way is to understand the truth the real truth behind it and like you said the truth perhaps is that there is no such truth so yeah so detaching from everything is perhaps the way to transcend into the best dimension that the universe has to offer so guys thanks for tuning in i hope you took value from this for those that are unaware of the notion of a Saturn moon matrix and you know thanks again for listening and we'll see you another time peace oh this is the 45th president of the United States Donald J Trump saying thank you so much okay for tuning in for this episode of the occult pod if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and also comment because it helps the algorithm also if you want to follow us on social media go to at the occult pod underscore 13 that is for Instagram and Twitter and have a great rest of your day okay Thank you so much.